all, welcome to the Barbershop Quintet Podcast, a quick vibe. Um, I've created a segment where uh, a guest and, or a guest, oh sorry, where I and possibly a guest would present a list and justification behind it. We share lists among topics like uh, anything from potato chips to superheroes and to today's topic. But before we do that, thank you. Let me thank you for your ongoing support. And make sure you subscribe and listen to our our, our OG episodes, um, The Quick Five, The Symphony, and uh, a brand new segment that I'm putting on that's a long, going to be a long project right now for this edition. But um, we're going to be having it uh, as a, a staple uh, music segment. It's called House Party, where uh, I and my best friend play uh, 10 songs for uh, each, and uh, people get to vote to see who has a better playlist and basically this is under any thematics and right now we're running the the decades or the years format so 0102 will be uh sorry 9, 1990s and 2000 will be up uh very shortly and um yeah so stay tuned for that and please vote with that being said for this particular segment the quick five here there's a couple simple rules we'll be rolling the random number number generator as usual and then since I have a guest here today, we'll be figuring out who gets to go first or second. And we each have about five minutes to ten minutes a max to justify the reasoning of our list um, in total. And then unlike the regular podcast, there'll be no buzz cut lightning rounds. And then afterwards, we'll have a quick discussion. And for this episode specifically, we're going to flip the format a bit. We're, uh, we're going to have a draft in here. Um, which we'll get into detail when we reach there. So um, before we get uh, to introduce my guest for today, the topic for today, as we're recording right now, we're about, I guess, two weeks, a little under two weeks. Oh, next weekend, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's next weekend. Um, the NFL Super Bowl is up. Um, wow, that's really quick. I have little to zero time to f- edit this podcast, so that's great. We're cranking out now. Um, by then, uh, we should have this podcast set, uh, and now around that time. And with that being said, uh, the Super Bowl will be going on. Um, the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest sports, uh, event in the world, um, besides from FIFA World Cup and Olympics, of course. But yeah, so this is going to be a huge event. We have Rihanna being, uh, being the halftime performer, but of course, the big, the big staple is that, Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes leading the squad is back in the Super Bowl. And um, the surprise, uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, making some noise. And they're uh, the Cinderella. I don't know if it's a Cinderella story, but, I mean, damn, what a run. Um, they're making it to the Super Bowl as well, uh, representing the NFC. And um, we'll definitely see a really good game. Hopefully, uh, I mean, people would like to see Patrick Mahomes win, but it would be very interesting to see what happens to Patrick Mahomes when he loses? I mean, I know we already know Philly's a very toxic um, fan base out there um, in terms of all sports. So um, that's obviously if they win, they're going to be even more toxic. If they lose, they're also already that toxic. So, um, but with that being said, this episode will be catered to next season and it'll be the top five teams or players who are pressured to win the Super Bowl next season. Now, we have a caveat here because my guest here is a more uh, in-depth watcher, more expertise for this uh, particular sport um, than I am. And uh, he is 
Uh, he wants to do coaches as well and uh, managers, I believe, uh, owners, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, so he'll be, he might have some of those as well. But introduce my guest here for today. Uh, without further ado, he has been on basically all the basketball podcast episodes that you can even think of since day one. He's been there. Uh, this guy is homeless right now. No, I'm kidding. He's jobless right now, but he has all the time in the world um, to help me out with this shit. So thank you very much, Cullen. Um, Cullen Brownbridge, if you can please introduce yourself and give us your expertise. And maybe, maybe someone can listen to this podcast and be like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Let's hire him. I think uh, if I, I think if somebody listens to it, I might uh, lose any sort of minor job hope of covering sports. But, uh, you know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, currently in the, the status of fun employment. <clears throat> so I'm just sitting on my ass and doing pretty much nothing um, other than dishing out resumes left and right. So hopefully that has better uh, luck moving forward. Um, but yeah, so like definitely a really fun NFL season as it usually is. Uh, playoffs, it was a really good start with the, the wild card round, super wild card round because they added two extra games. Uh, it was, you know, looking like it was going to be a competitive playoffs, but, uh, you know, there wasn't, after the wild card round, it wasn't as close. And then the conference championship, there was one really good game. And then the other game that I thought was going to be the best game of the season, uh, quickly derailed in the first quarter. Um, so yeah, not, you know, seeing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, it's not really a big surprise. The Eagles, uh, you know, there was definitely some questions throughout the regular season as to the the uh, quality of their competition um, and whether the wins that they had gotten were uh, not legit, but were a true testament to how good they are or what their skill level was. In a similar way to the Minnesota Vikings, well, in a different way, the Minnesota Vikings like had a lot of close games, a lot of comebacks, obviously. Um, but you know they're they're in the they're in the Super Bowl now, and um, I think the line right now is Chiefs favored by one and a half, if I'm not mistaken. But with Mahomes and his ankle, you know, like whether it really is a high ankle and sprain or whether they gave him something. So that he could run around okay or whatever. I think that the Eagles defense is really going to uh, be able to contain the home. So it's going to be an exciting one. It always is. And, uh, you know, for, for all the non-NFL people, Rihanna as the, uh, or Rihanna, I don't know how you pronounce it, uh, as the halftime performance, I think that will get people excited. So, uh, yeah, re- really um, uh, interesting NFL season and postseason and uh, can't wait for the Super Bowl. Do you have a teaser statement for your top five uh, list here today, Colin? Um, it's kind of hard. Like, it's kind of hard to really say like teams that are going to be pressured because you don't know what some teams are going to look like next year and what their expectations are going to be mm-hmm. until certain pieces fall in place. So, mm-hmm. I just kind of went with what the current setup of teams are right now, mm-hmm. and went from there because like I said, there's a bunch of big name free agents out there that they could switch teams. They could stay where they are. And until that gets sorted out, it's kind of hard to really say who has the most pressure. Um, but this is just like the here and now who, who's, you know, like at this moment, who's going to have the most pressure, but usual suspects in terms of, you know, based off of performance, based off of expectations of yeah. previous seasons. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my, Pretty bad teaser statement. 
Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you, Colin, for your time today. Uh, I, uh, I will be honest with you. Um, my list today is, uh, I'm winging it. It's very last minute. Um, of course, combined with, um, you know, uh, with my love for basketball, my lack of love for the sport, even though I did mention the fact earlier off uh, screen that I did win the fantasy league somehow miraculously. Um, lucky bastard. <laughs> we're not in the same league, folks. Uh, so that's, that's a good thing. You're so lucky. Oh, yeah. That's all fancy. Well, that's what fancy football can be sometimes. You well, the thing it. is this. I can't even, I couldn't even boast about it because damn, like the, the, the last game that I went down to was the Buffalo game. And that was when, uh, uh what's his name? Got, uh, the, uh, he just dropped. He got the heart condition. Hamlet. Oh, Hamlin. Yeah. 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 That was a, that was a really weird. I think it was, uh, I mean, that was an awful situation. Yeah. It was an awful situation. And, uh, you know, it did definitely mess up some fantasy leagues. In ours, it was pretty much determined who was going to get first anyways. So it didn't really impact us, but for a lot of people it did. And so yeah. I saw some, uh, some, uh, you know, on Reddit, like fantasy football Reddit page and people were like, we don't know what to do. Like the man, the commissioner's just like, we'll give everybody their money back. If you were like, well, no, like people still made the playoffs. And yeah. so it, it was a really, uh, it, it threw fantasy football in the loop, but you know, it, it, that was just such a, you know, unbelievable situation for all the wrong reasons. And uh, luckily, you know, he, he was able to get out of the hospital okay. And oh, yeah. yeah, it was definitely, it, for fantasy football-wise, it, it, it kind of was a bit of a downer. But, you know, that, that doesn't really matter when it comes to the game of life, right? So. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I was ahead by, like, 45, 50 points at that time. Like, and the other team had... One player left, Jamar Chase. I mean, the most he could have got was 30 points and, or yeah. 35. Like, he's not going to get 50. Like, I'm sorry, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not a fucking quarterback. You know what I mean? So, and, um, I mean, I don't even see any quarterbacks getting 50 points. So at that time, I was like, I'm winning this, but how do I want to do this? So, so I messaged the commission. I was like, yeah, just send me the money. I don't even want to like boast because this isn't even the great time of like saying like, congratulations. You know what I mean? Right. So I didn't want to be Skip Bayless. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but with that being said, my list, I mean, it's, it's going to be winging it, um, roundabout way of saying things, but there's a, there's a bunch of honorable mentions. I mean, um, it did change. I'm glad it kind of did last minute because there were some things in the last recent days, like you mentioned trades and stuff like that, or like free agent signings. There was a couple of free, big free agent signings, and uh, one of them I'll be discussing in there as well. So, um, yeah, so let's get the shit started. Um, we have the random number generator here. As usual, you know the drill. Um, 1 to 25, whoever gets the closest number gets to go first and second, uh, basically, respectively. Um, right now, it's saying number three. What is your number of choice, Colin? So hard when it's just two of us. Uh, I'll just well, you go have with your choice. You always choose the same fucking number, anyways. I'll I'll switch it up. I'll go with fifteen. Okay, random. Okay, I'll choose number one because you know champions. All right, uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Sending three, two. Oh snap! It was so close. Uh, it's item number seven. So Zach I got to go. You. Yeah, I got to go first by one. Uh, all right. <laughs> All right, so at least that's that's not too bad because uh, if I get to start first and he has 
Cullum has the exact same people on his list. At least he can, uh, you know, add some more detail to it, and uh, I won't have to be the sloppy seconds in this case. Um, so my, uh, there's no particular order in here, um, but I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna start from the honorable mentions first. Um, change it up a bit. So everyone knows what's gonna going on. Um, uh, my first one's Four Niners, of course. You you have Christian McCaffrey, one of the biggest signings of last well twenty twenty one well twenty twenty two twenty twenty three season. Um, Debo's still there. Um, I mean Purdy is a nice was was a nice uh, blip. I don't know if he's gonna do the same miraculous stuff as next year. We'll see. I mean, they still have Garoppolo, right? Um, their, their, their coach Shanahan's still great. Their defense is still great. Um, Bosa is still scary. Um, and that's the thing, you know, like that, that's a team that just got put together. So I'm a lot of people are going to be expecting big things from them. Um, and Kittle's still there. I forgot about him too. So, um, moving on to our, to another honorable mentions, uh, the LA teams, the Chargers, our Chargers and the Rams. I mean, we seen the Rams make it to the finals last year, the Super Bowl finals last year, and they won. Um, and they're trying to recreate that. And then the Chargers, of course, you, they're a team that's been together for a while now, but then you have Keenan Allen who dropped off the map. You have, um, who's the other wide receiver? Uh, Mike Williams, who's Mike been Williams. on and off. Yeah, who's been on and off with injury. And then Austin Eckler, who was injured a bit. I had him on my fantasy, but he came back and he just rolled. He just rolled over everyone, which is nice. Their defense is still decent. But, you know, L.A., New York, always going to be the two teams that people are going to look at. But for now, L.A. is more serious contenders, and New York is just laughing stock. Um, I mean, this year has changed a bit for New York, but um, they're still a laughing stock compared to L.A. in football for the time being. Um, and then my final honorable mention is uh Philly. So if Philly doesn't, if Philly wins this year, there's a lot of pressure on them for the next year. But if they don't win it this year, there's also a lot of pressure on them as well. So um, less pressure for sure if they do uh, compared to if they do win it. Um, but still pressure nonetheless. Um, but that's that's my uh, honorable mentions. Now moving on to my number five here. Um, well, no particular order, of course, but. Um, if I'm going to go with number five, Aaron um, has to be there. Right now, he's almost on the brink of retiring, and there's a lot of rumors of him going to certain teams, you know, uh, leaving Green Bay. And Green Bay, I, I get it. it, is, it they, they did underperform this year. Aaron Jones wasn't who he used to be. That defense is a bit questionable at times. Um, Devontae Adams is on Las Vegas with a shitty quarterback, you know, who got sacked. So, I mean, there's a, there's a rumor that he might be going to Las Vegas just for the money. But at the same time, you got a really good squad there now with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and, you know, and, uh, Waller. So we'll see what that happens there. So if, even if he goes there, um, I doubt it he'll go to a fucking team like Chicago or some shit like that. Like he'll go to a good contender. At least he wants to get the bag and also win as well. So wherever he goes, um, especially with him being so controversial, that controversy will always, you know, weigh out. Is it worth it? The question is, is, is it, is it worth it? Like your Kyrie Irving of basketball, is it worth it? You know, like this guy says some very outspoken things, but is it worth 
whatever the 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 out out whatever the media says you know whatever he says to the media whatever lines he puts out there isn't worth the pain the headaches for management to have him there if he doesn't produce right so um my fourth uh mention here is sorry my fourth team slash player um on here is uh I guess in this case, I'm putting Lamar Jackson. Um, injuries aside, you know, he's one of those, he was going to be deemed, you know, the next big thing, <laughs> uh, best rushing quarterback, but now you have Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, that, that's been taken over now. And, and the thing is like, he needs, he needs to be healthy. He needs a team. He needs a team, basically. Like you can't, I don't know, like his team always, underperformed uh, year after year after year. I think there was a, that one year where he did pretty well. It was against the Chiefs, no doubt. Um, but with that being said, uh, that's number four. And my number three here is going to go to the Minnesota Vikings. So the Minnesota Vikings has been a team that's been together for a while now, especially with the addition of Hawkinson as well. Um, and, you know, you said that they did win a lot of games last year, but that was from comebacks and tight losses, uh, tight wins and uh, tight scoring margins. The thing is, like, yeah, wins are wins, but at the same time, like, when is it time to let go of Kirk Cousins? You know, when 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 is Kirk Cousins going to meet the value that he has? He needs to get there with the prime Dalvin Cook, who's almost, you know, who's almost going to be gone out of prime, with Adam Thielen, who isn't, as same Adam Thielen anymore, he's dropping. And then you have Hawkinson, who's arguably in his prime right now. And then you have Justin Jefferson, uh, the best wide receiver in the game. Uh, that's all the weapons you need. And they have a decent defense too. So what, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like if they can't perform, then if they don't get a chip or, or a good run in, then like unlike the, the blowout loss they had in the playoffs this year, that's it. Like, yeah, they're going to be broken up. Something's a big, a big piece is going to be moved, um, from that squad for sure. If they don't perform, um, speaking of breakups, um, my next squad on here is going to be the Buffalo Bills, um, year after year after year. I mean, I wouldn't say year after year after year. They, they just blew up basically in the last three, three years or so, but they've been really hot. Um, ever since. And the only wall that they have, they're like the Toronto Raptors. The only wall they have is to overcome LeBron James in, <laughs> in the, in Mahomes, right? And, and the thing is like, the same, 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 same conference. If they can't get over him, then who's to say? How are they going to win, right? And you've seen, we all seen the viral video that came out with Diggs pissed off at Mahomes. What's to say that he gets disgruntled and, wa- and wants to? Treat you mean up? pissed off at Allen, right? Yeah, pissed off at sorry, pissed off at Allen. Yes. What's to say that he doesn't want to pull off a trade, like trade request, right? If if he just wants to win, and I get that he's in his prime, he wants to win. He's top five wide receiver. You have arguably, if not the second best quarterback in the game, the third best quarterback in the game right now. And the thing is, like, if you can't. 
if you can't perform right now, if you can't get results, then yeah, he's going to pull that move and that's it. That's your best player's gone. You don't have, they don't have great running back options. They have okay to mediocre options, but their rookie isn't that great yet. Like he needs some time. And then you have, you have only what digs. Who's your tight end? Knox, like Dawson Knox. He's okay. You don't have any other wide receivers that you can. Gabriel, yeah, give him a bit of time, but not. I don't see anything promising besides from Diggs, right? And their their defense is great, but that doesn't predicate anything if you can't pull wins from that. Um, number one here on the list, I did mention this already. My guy, um, not my guy. <laughs> I mean, um, I sent this to uh, Cullen, my guy, um. This quarterback isn't my guy, but he uh, he should be winning one, especially with the bag he received once he got he once he signed with Denver. Um, as Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is now on team with Jared Judy, who's decent. He didn't meet up to his you know to his hype um, yet. Uh, and then you have Cortland Sutton. You have a good tight end. I don't know what his name is. I forgot uh, something. It's a very long last name. No, it's like. Uh... Oh, for the for the Broncos. For the Broncos. Oh, I can't. It's not coming to me right now. Vance is. I know Fanton is gone now, so he's not with them anymore. Yeah, Fanta, Fanta in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so there's that. And then uh, you know the defense is okay. And then there's also the running back. The running backs back, sorry, are actually pretty decent. Like, and now you add Sean Payton on there, bro. Like, what else do you need? You like, you 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 should be winning these games. There should be no excuses. You're getting paid the bag to win. And then he keeps making these cringy ass commercials. Bro, just focus on the game. Don't focus on the bag. You already have the bag from signing with the Broncos. You don't need to say it's time ride. Like, don't we don't need that shit, bro? That shit's so cringy. Like, um, but yeah. So just just ride in the sunset and win the Super Bowl, man. Like, we 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 the world would like to see you perform once again. Like when he was on Seattle with the Legion Boom. That was very special to witness. That was very fun to see. But we need that magic again. Like he and he he's dwindling very fast right now. So um so that's my top five list um of players and teams that are the most pressured to win, um, with my honorable mentions put in there as well. Um Cullum, what is your list here? Oh, you had a good list there, Tony, and I, I like that. You know, the ones that you ended up putting on your list, um, I actually wrote down as honorables. And we have so, we have a bit of variety, which is nice. So I'll start with some honorables here. I'll start with the dishonorable, actually, which is Deshaun Watson. Um, dishonorable for very obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cleveland Browns in general. They're still yeah. a talented football team, but the fact that they gave so much to Watson and he didn't play till week, I think it was week 11 against mm-hmm. the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can kind of write off this past season because Watson was suspended for so long. Not long enough, mind you, but he was, you know, mm-hmm. suspended for a significant amount of games. And 
there's not going to be that excuse anymore going into next season. Um, they still have a lot of talent. Uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Kareem Hunt, but Nick Chubb's still there. I don't think he is. I think he just recently signed a contract, if memory serves me correctly. So, you know, their offense is still going to be, uh, should be good. Uh, defensively, I, I think like Javadian and Cloudy and maybe a couple other guys might leave, but it should be a, a solid team. They are in the same division as the Ravens, uh, and the Bengals and the Steelers, who are, you know, the Steelers are always going to be, you know, competitive. So that's a tough division, but the expectations on Watson are going to be massive given this contract. So that's a dishonorable. Before I let you off, make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five-star review on Apple Pod, and follow us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG if you want to be involved as a guest on our panel, or have any topics you'd like to discuss about, hit us up on our IG account or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your fresh inputs and ideas for this pod. Let us be your top five of the day. Honorable, you had him on your list. I have Aaron Rodgers, and I would have put him in my top five, but really the fact remains is that, you know, the Packers were shocking this past year, and it wasn't, it was, you know, Rodgers every season has been able to bail out the Packers with, like, mm. incredible plays that steals, like, a game or two randomly, mm. right? Or just, like, close games that this year that would have been blowout, blowouts in previous years. Yeah. Um, where he goes next season, who knows? Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he stays in Green Bay, although it sounds like Green Bay is open to uh, sending him out on his merry way. Uh, you mentioned the Raiders as one potential destination, which would make sense. You know, Devontae Adams is there, his old uh, yeah. favorite receiver. Um, the Jets have been rumored a lot, uh, which I'm a little bit skeptical of. I know that the Jets would be one of those teams that's willing to give draft capital up to the Packers in order to get Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But the Jets... I don't know, like, if they're – I don't think they have the skill level of, on offense where Aaron Rodgers would be like, yeah, let's send me to send me to New York. You know, I think yeah, the Raiders, yeah. from a skill perspective, would make much more sense, but the Jets have been the biggest rumor. Uh, two other quick honorables. The Chargers, obviously, like, that collapse against the Jaguars was yeah. about as Chargers as it gets. And <laughs> uh, I was – I mean, I, I would have been happier with the, with the collapse because I'm not a big fan of, like, Spanos – and like moving the team constantly um, yeah. had it not been for the fact that they lost to the Jaguars, which, you know, I'm a Titans fan. So, you mm-hmm. know, seeing the Jaguars win a game in the playoffs, let alone make the playoffs was kind of uh, depressing. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> Brett, uh, Staley's going to be on the hot seat all year. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were expecting him to get fired. Um, they did bring in Kellen Moore from the, the Cowboys to be their new offensive coach. Yeah. Good move. That's he a good could move. Be it could be. It's, I think it's a good move. I think it's really going to help Herbert and the offense develop and and realize their potential. But you know, if the Chargers lose, you know, a couple games beginning of the season, you know, Saley might be out on his way. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see more take over if the offense is clicking. Um, so that's one. Arm, and the last honorable is the Vikings, uh, which you put on your list as well. I think we already know what we're going to get with Kirk Cousins. He's pretty reliable in that sense. Like he, he's not going to. You know, have a quote reliable. Game randomly. 
Well, like, he's a low variance QB. Like, you know what you're going to get out of him, but, like, that's yeah. not going to take him to the next level. And, and they were kind of, they were exposed against the Giants. The Giants came in and they were tougher and they really took it to, to Minnesota. And, and Minnesota wasn't able to pull off that magic that they were able to throughout the mm-hmm. season. So those mm-hmm. are my honorables and one dishonorable. So I'll go to my top five. And I didn't really have this in order, but I'll try and make an order on the fly here. Um, yeah. Start off with Russell Wilson. It's the Broncos in general. Uh, obviously, Russell Wilson had a pretty down year last year. Um, there's a lot of expectations, especially after signing that massive contract with all the guaranteed money. Uh, the fact that Denver gave up so much draft capital uh, to get him. And now they're giving up even more draft capital since they're getting Sean Payton from New Orleans. Uh, they're sending, I think, a first and a second. So really the pressure's on because they don't have any you know, meaningful draft picks uh, for this season. And I wouldn't be – like, if they don't perform – like, if they don't at least make the playoffs next season, Sean Payton might just say, well, there's no point in me being here, and he might just leave on out of there, right? If they don't make the playoffs, like, Russell Wilson's definitely just going to – I wouldn't be shocked if he tries to force a trade somewhere. Well, mind you, with that contract, I don't know if he, any team would be a, would want to pick him up. So – it's also like a tough, uh, I'm trying to think of who's in the AFC West. It's the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. So if the Raiders get, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers or another good quarterback, like that's going to be a really tough division. And I thought that was going to be the toughest division um, from last season. Um, and the Chiefs certainly were good and the Chargers made the playoffs, but I thought the Raiders would be a little bit more competitive along with the Broncos. So um, that's, I, I guess, my number five. My number four is going to be the 49ers. And I think you hit a lot of good points. Um, you know, they acquired McCaffrey, which I think is a pretty good trade for them. Like, they only gave up, like, a second and a few other mid-round picks, a third and fourth, maybe a couple more. Um, and he's on con- – he's – I think his contract lasts until the end of next season. And they have a bunch of skill position players with Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk. Their, their, um, their offensive line is solid. Their defense is phenomenal. Uh, really disappointing the way that they went out. Even with the Brock Purdy injury against the Eagles, the, the defense looked uh, uniquely undisciplined. Like there was a lot of plays, like a lot of drives that the Eagles benefited from, where there's holding calls, unnecessary roughness, uh, the special teams running into the kicker, like, uh, uncharacteristic from the 49ers defense. And so the, the big pressure for them is the fact that they have, you know, really good contracts at quarterback. Purdy and Trey Lance, and if people remember mm-hmm. Trey Lance, they gave up a lot of draft capital last season to get him. Yep. And with Purdy, you know, stepping up and and really helping guide the 49ers to as far as they went, there was a lot of conversation around, well, you know, they could trade Trey Lance. But after his injury in, in the championship game, I think they kind of hold Lance um, and Purdy unless they get a really good offer from another team like mm. – the, the Raiders or even the Titans I'm thinking of as well. I think they keep those two, have a healthy quarterback competition. I wouldn't be surprised if Purdy is the starting quarterback into next year. Um, but you, when you have – you have to be worried about the depth if you're the 49ers, and it really got exposed in the championship mm-hmm. game, which was really unfortunate because, again, I thought that was going to be the best game of the mm-hmm. first games. Number three, I have my – Tennessee Titans 
My God, oh, was no. that an awful season. Uh, or I should say the second half of the season was just depressing. I'm a pessimistic fan. I've said it before on this podcast. I've said it before yeah. to my friends. Like, I'm a pessimistic fan as it comes. Not in my worst nightmares that I think we would lose seven in a row to end the season. Yeah, that was a rough. Lot, you know, they've, they've been the most injured team the past two years. Like, most, you know, players on IR, most that, you know, mm-hmm. unique players each season to season. Uh, I don't know if it's because of their field or their strength and conditioning or what have you. It may just be pure dumb luck. The fact that Vrabel was able to take them to the number one seed last season speaks more to, like, his ability to coach. And I think just this year, it was there was too much. We had to rely on the Leak Willis, and then we went to Josh Dobbs, and that was just awful. So the pressure really comes from, you know, they, they brought in a new general manager. They fired John Robinson two days after they got crushed by the Eagles in the A.J. Uh-huh. Brown revenge game. Uh-huh. And, you know, when that trade happened, I thought – the rumors coming out was that like Brown was asking for too much, and a lot of the sentiment amongst the fan the fan base was, well, J. Rob, you know, he's good roster, you know, with J. Rob we trust. And now more news is leaked out that you know Vrabel wasn't happy the fact that they got rid of Brown. He wanted him resigned, mm. and so they just picked up a new general manager. I, I can't remember his name unfortunately, but he came from the 49ers. Mm. He's gone on record and said that he doesn't think that there's going to be any rebuilding or retooling. They have the pieces mm. in place that they can, you know, they can make a couple of trades here and there. Maybe that's a draft day trade where or free agency where they can make a move. They have a talented defense. Like Harold Landry, unfortunately, missed the year because he tore his ACL in the preseason, but he was one of the best pass rushers. Jeffrey Simmons in line with a, is in line for a big contract. He was, I believe. Uh, second team all pro, well deserved because he's battling injuries and he was still a force to be reckoned with. They have a good uh, linebacker core. Their their secondary could do with some improvements, but they got Kevin Byard in the back, who's been absolutely sensational for them. Yeah. Offensively, a lot of question marks. Like Derek Henry, you know, had a bounce back year after uh, missing half of uh, the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. He wasn't as effective, but that I think could be chalked a little bit more to the offensive line having issues with injuries and just you know, inexperience. Um, but he's on his, you have to imagine with the number of carries he's gotten the past four years, like he's on his last legs as an elite level runner. And mm-hmm. so it feels like it's, their, their window is kind of ending for this next season. And you have to couple that with the fact that you know, the AFC seems to be the Bills, the Bengals, and the Chiefs, and then everyone else. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of, like, they they kind of have to capitalize now. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to try and go for someone like a Lamar Jackson, mm. maybe a Trey Lance, maybe Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if they would be thrilled with, you know, giving up a lot of money or a lot of draft capital for any of those guys. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if Tannehill's coming back after – you know, he wasn't very impressive this season. and I think the pressure's on for them. To, it, you know, if they're going to make a Super Bowl run, it should have been, it could have been last season. They mm-hmm. were very close to being Bengals after sacking Burrow nine times. Um, you know, this is kind of it for them, I feel. If they don't win it next year, then it's probably going to be a rebuild. And I'm sure Vrabel will stay on because he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. But so I, I have them at number three. Mm-hmm. Um, Number two, uh, the Dallas Cowboys 
the most not inex- I was going to say inexperienced. That's definitely not the right word. The most up and down team, mm. I would say, in the NFL, where uh, some days they look like anyone, and other days they lose to Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders did okay this year, but like huh? that last regular season game, you know, the, really the last regular season game lost against the Commanders, and then beating the Buccaneers pretty like soundly, I think, mm. shows the Jekyll and Hyde to them or the up and down to them, and then obviously they lost to the North Niners the following week. Mm-hmm. Um, losing Kellen Moore definitely hurts, I think. But there was it seemed like there was a mutual agreement to get rid of him, uh, to, for him to to leave the team. But there's a lot of pressure on that offense, and you know the defense I think stepped up. I think the defense played really well this year. Like Mike Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, mm, yeah. uh, Vander Ash, they all play at bigs like really really well. Like they they kept them in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And it was surprisingly the offense that really kind of sputtered. And with that talent, you know, you have Dak, who I think is a good above average quarterback. You have CD Lamb, who I think is a top wide receiver. I mm-hmm. believe he got second team all pro. Uh, Pollard really came into his own. And, you know, when, it, when Elliot was out and he deserved to be part of the, the Pro Bowl selection. Um, and McCarthy is just like Staley is going to be on the hot seat all season long. Like they, they have yeah. to perform. They have to, even with the Eagles doing so well this year, they have to be contending for the NFC East. And yeah. if they're not, I feel like they're going to like forget playoffs. Like they have to make the playoffs, but you know, winning the division is so important because it guarantees you at least one home game. Mm. And you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if the, if Jerry Jones wants to pull the plug on McCarthy if they don't perform at the beginning of the yeah. season. So that's my number two, and then number one, the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. I think the pressure comes with you know seeing how Burrow has come on the past two years. Mm-hmm. I think pe- a lot of people chalked up the Bengals Super Bowl appearance as a as a fluke. Um, definitely like. It was impressive, but they didn't think they could repeat. And certainly didn't look that way when they started the season off 0-2, I believe. And they seemed out of sync. But they really, you know, gathered momentum throughout the regular season. They – tough win against the the Ravens in the in the super card, the wild card weekend. And then they went into uh, into Buffalo and absolutely stomped the crap out of the Bills. Yeah, yeah. And, you know – I think towards at the beginning of the season, like Josh Allen was the MVP favorite. Yeah, you know him and Hurts when the Eagles were undefeated. Yeah, those were the yep. two MVP favorites. And then he had the injury against the Jets, and since then it, it wasn't just like some of his throws were you know off target or errant or overthrown. It was he was taking a lot more risks that were unneeded. You know, mm-hmm. like I think it was against the Vikings where I remember the, I believe it was against the Vikings where he threw that interception on third and goal mm-hmm. and it was just like you could have just thrown it away you take the points and you go and you set up for the next drive and it seemed like last season he was able to rein in a lot of those mistakes that he would made in previous seasons and I think yeah. that has to that goes down to DeBowl as Giants head coach who was previously yeah. with the Bills but he was making a lot of unforced errors and mm. the Bills you know, obviously Diggs was really upset. I think, you know, a lot of people are making a big deal out of it. I think it's just he was competitive. I, I mm. don't anticipate him requesting a trade. I think he's going to mm. stay in Buffalo. He was just 
it's a competitive spirit, and it, I would rather yeah, yeah. have that on my team than say, oh, he's a diva and get rid of him. Like, him and Allen <laughs> had great rapport throughout the regular yeah. season, but towards yeah. the end of the regular season and the playoffs, I kind of missed that. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I they need to upgrade their offense in some form or capacity. Like, Davis mm-hmm. was a bit of a disappointment. Knox came on towards the end of the regular season in the playoffs. Knox played really well. But yeah. they need another receiver. They need to figure out their run game because Singletary isn't cutting it. Maybe James Cook is the answer. And mm. defense, like they're, you know, that Von Miller contract, six years, 120 million, and then he got out and then he was injured for the rest yep. of the whole year. Like maybe they cut ties with him. I don't know what that salary cap uh, implications are for that. But, you know, they got Tremaine Ed- Edmonds, who's uh, who's up for uh, contract renewal, who's excellent. Yep. Um, I think Tredavious White, it's either White or Poirier, Poirier mm-hmm. or both of them are also for contracts. And those guys are really important. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think most people would put the bill, like, like I said, the Bills, Bengals, and she says that upper echelon in the AFC and then everyone else. But mm-hmm. even in the AFC East, like, who knows if the Jets upgrade at quarterback? Yeah. Maybe it's Rodgers, maybe it's someone else they could compete. The Patriots are always going to be competitive. Yeah. Um, they had Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator, so the fact that they were even close to sniffing at the playoffs kind of says, like, yeah, they're a pretty good team. Um, and then Miami too, like, who know? I mean, depends on if Tua, you know, with his concussion history, how he plays. But they still have Tyree Hill and Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle, and their defense is solid, and they have a really good coach there. Uh, yeah. And they were they lost by three points to the Bills in yeah. the wild card weekend with with Skylar Thompson as their quarterback. So it really is the pressure on the Bills to mm. to win and to really overcome their playoff demons that they faced the past few years. They should have yeah. two years ago. Was it no? It was last year. They should have beaten Kansas City, man. Like, how do you leave the the middle of the field wide open when Kansas City has two yeah. timeouts and thirteen seconds left? That yeah. was just abysmal. Like, and the offense did all they could. And this year, they you know the defense really stepped up in a lot of games and. Yeah, I think they have the most pressure, specifically Josh Allen. He's kind of now people are putting Burrow and Mahomes ahead of him, and I think that's going to be a big chip on his shoulder going into next year. But, you know, at this point, the Bills fans, like, at first they're like, hey, we're happy to be here. And now it's like, well, we've got to be making the conference championship. We've got to be making it to the Super Bowl. And I feel like a really big missed opportunity if they weren't able to get, uh, you know, overcome the hump and make it there. Um, Yeah. At least make it there and then lose to whoever. But that's just the big Bills thing that can happen. So that's my yeah. top five. Uh, I think it's like Bills number one, Cowboys, Titans, and then I think 49ers, and then Russell Wilson slash Broncos. Yeah. So, so, so basically we almost had the same list in a sense. We had a bit of diversity. I had the Titans yeah. in there. Just, yeah. You know, and I had Lamar. My Jackson, hometown team. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, thank you for your list. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple things like, like you said, like Josh Allen, you know, like, well, Mahomes was already there. I think Mahomes was already up there, right? So there's no, there's really no fear of him overpassing him. I think it's guys like, you know, he was grouped with guys like fucking, um, yeah, he was grouped in the same tier as Patrick Mahomes, Russ, uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, and now he's, if he doesn't win, he's going to start slipping, you know, and 
guys like I think he's still in that tier. He has the talent. To, he has definitely has the talent. Well, he has tier. Talent, I just yeah. think I just think he if you're gonna do like tier level like S tier, he's fourth on. He's third behind Mahomes. If we're talking strictly in the AFC, he's def, he's behind Mahomes, and I think people are putting Burrow ahead of him. If you're going yeah, NFL no. wide, people will put hurt might put Hurts yeah. up there as well. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's going to be a lot of pressure on him for yeah. next season. Yeah, for a, sure. a number one seed's not going to be enough. It's got to be sure. make the Super Bowl. That's the expectation now for, for them. For sure, for sure. Um, another one on your list that I did find interesting that I almost put on there, but I did see a uh, 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 transaction done today that I was very, I guess it kind of changed my list last minute. The Dallas Cowboys. Um, that was going to be my honorable mentions, but also it could have made on my top five because, you know, year after year, they're always underwhelming and they're always the laughing stock of the sports world. But the thing is like, I think they accepted the fact that they're just there just to, you know, get some tickets, get some butts in the seats. That's it, to be honest. They don't want to win. Like, they're not in a rush because they just signed Dak Prescott to an extension today. And Pollard, and now the next move is just who are you going to keep? Zeke or Pollard? Because Pollard's going to want his bag too, and he's a Pro Bowl running back this year. I I think they probably cut ties with Zeke. I wouldn't be surprised if they put the franchise tag on Pollard if, and then come to some sort of agreement afterwards. Yeah. You know, for what he actually produced and what he provides to the offense, I could see like a four-year, $40 million, $44 million contract, which, you know, like I think Derek Henry has, is $12, year, $12 million a year. Chubb, I think, is around that as well. McCaffrey's around that. Like, Ten million a year, maybe nine million a year. I think for Pollard, yeah, is reasonable. Nice. But yeah. like, if you use the tag on him, then you can't use the tag on Vanderesk. You can't use it on other, yeah, uh, key players on the defense. And really, like that, the disappointing thing for the Cowboys was like their defense was good. Their yeah. defense was really good, and I don't just say that from a fantasy perspective because they had so like. So many times they just randomly score like 23, 25 fantasy points because they scored. Yeah, but then you have, you have like, you have like the staple, household staple, Demarcus Lawrence is there. And then Micah Parsons, who's been on the fucking tear. Like, the Micah Parsons is real. He's, he's so a monster. Good. Jesus. And then Diggs is, well, yeah, Trevon Diggs, right? Yeah, he's on that squad too. So. Yeah, with, with Diggs, it's, you know, he, he's, uh, maybe not so much this season, but definitely last season, he was either interception or bust kind of guy like he made a lot he would really go for the big play and sometimes like that would come back to bite him and you'd give up a bunch of big plays but that defense was solid and you know the big thing for the Cowboys I think you know it sucked they lost Kellen Moore but they got they're keeping Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator and and Dan Quinn had a lot of head coaching interest given how the Cowboys have played the past couple years but then he said you know I want to see this out I want to try and you know make it to the Super Bowl with oh, the exactly. Cowboys and be the defensive coordinator, which I think is a smart move for him. It'll definitely, you know, if they were able to make even the conference championships, yeah. uh, you know, that would definitely put him in a better position for head coaching gigs that brought down the road. You know, the offense has, has got a lot of talent outside of that. Like I said, that I think is above average quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pollard really came into his own. I'm, I think he's going to be the top running back there. 
I don't think mm-hmm. Zeke is going to be back unless they get him to a really nice contract, which I don't think he's going to accept. Mm-hmm. Um, CD Lamb is a great utility player, and the fact that like he can you know run the ball a couple times in a game, mm-hmm. but even like Noah Brown, Michael Gallup, uh, Schultz, you know, they have talented skill position players. Uh-huh. There's no doubt about that. It's really can Dak. It might just come down to Dak, like not being above average might not be good enough when it comes to playoffs. Definitely good enough during regular season to eke out 12, 13 games with the roster that they have. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be a few times where like he needs to be unworldly, and he's shown that in the past. But mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a lot to ask of him to make to make that extra leap, and can he do that? And I guess it comes down to who's going to be. I guess Mike McCarthy's calling is going to be calling the plays next year, but I don't know if they have like a set offensive coordinator that they have in yeah, mind or yeah. if they're going to hire internally. But it really is on the, it feels like it's going to be on the offense because the defense, I think you know what you're going to get with the defense at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our list for today. Um, let's pop into the questions quickly here. I have a few one here for you. Um, just rapid fire and, and uh, then we will transition to the draft. Um, so the Super Bowl is here, um, and you know, Pro Bowl weekend's also here as well before that. And I think Pro Bowl is this weekend, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there's always some type of skill challenge that goes on, correct? There has been in the past. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I like typically like throwing stuff and yeah. So my question is this. I know for those 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 Pro Bowl skill challenges, um, they, they're usually a hit with the people. Um, and we both watch the NBA and NFL, too. So I know there's a big thing that we have to fix in the NBA, which is what's a fourth event that we can have? And secondly, how do we fix the slam dunk competition? So what is it in the NFL and uh, just quarterbacks simply throwing balls into targets and stuff like that, or even just smaller challenges that bring so much hype that the NBA needs to figure out? Like what what's what what are we lacking in the NBA department that we need to pick up notes on from NFL? You kind of cut off a little bit there. Were you asking just like what does the NFL need to do moving forward, or what does the NBA need to do? NBA, the NBA. I yeah. So, well, first of all, I think like not having the traditional Pro Bowl game for the NFL was a good choice. Mm. It was never competitive because people, you know, the football is a collision sport. Like people yeah. don't want to get injured in a exhibition game. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, there's with the dunk contest. I think it's just oversaturation at this point. There's been a lot of dunks that have been done in the past. That, you know, how much can you replicate, how much, or not how much you can replicate, how, like, how unique can you get? It's more of like the gimmicks that they do, like mm. jumping over a car presented by Kia, or having the Black Panther mask, or, you know, things like that. There, there's still some creativity in the past. Like, I still think the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine dunk contest was unworldly, especially Aaron Gordon with, with, like, in the, in the mascot, I think was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, They've tried a couple things in the past with the NBA. I believe they tried like doing like a three on three 
like shooting competition. Oh, I, I the don't shooting know. stars. The shooting stars. Shooting stars. I think they still do that. They don't. Um, they don't. Yeah, like I think what you would have to do is, you know, with the dunk contest, you might make that an like an alternate year thing. Like mm-hmm. you'll have it every two years. Mm-hmm. But then, what do you bring into that event? Like yeah. instead, there's always been the idea of floating around like one versus one or three versus three, pick up basketball. They had horse like, one year, if I'm not mistaken. They had right. horse, yeah. I remember it was Rondo and Durant. Somehow Rondo yeah. was able to hit shots, and I was screaming on my television, why can't you do this every game? <laughs> um, it's easy to make shots when they're wide open, though. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think a one versus – if you have enough money or stakes in it, mm. I think a one versus one or two versus two would actually be really good. I don't know if all-star players would be in for that because, again, it depends on how competitive it gets. But I, that's all I can really think of. Like I, I so do you, don't do you think really like, know what else. So, do you think like something like a cash incentive? Not not a cash incentive, but like something like um, I know they were saying for they want to do like a Champions League for like European football style, where they did tournament mode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the next year or two, like in game, in season tournament, but w- then they used uh picks for as an incentive. So do you think like picks or like maybe like um if you if your team wins or if you win your squad gets uh one extra tie breaking sort of like point onto your standings. Ult- so ultimately, you're, you're, it's like. Sorry, I, was, I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's ultimately going to come to what's going to motivate the players and coaches the most. Because adding picks isn't going to motivate them for shit. Like, yeah. let's let's be real. Like, you're not going to get any players. Like, I'm up for this game because we want an extra early second round pick or a late first rounder. Like, nobody's thinking that. Um, Maybe you just make a massive cash influx bonus for the winner. Oh. Maybe the, the competitive advantage thing could be interesting. It could be something where there could be multiple scenarios depending on how they finish in the regular season or the at the end of the regular season. Like maybe they get an extra home game uh, mm. in a playoff series, or you know if it's if they end up as a third seed and then it's you know they're facing off against the two seed, they're the ones who get home court advantage. Okay. Is that? Fair? Is that going to get players up? I don't know. Mm. It would have to be played out like this in-season tournament for it to kind of yeah. figure itself out. I, I don't know if it would be additional games. I think what would have to work, and I think this is what they've discussed before, is that certain games within the regular season count towards a separate tournament. Um uh. Whether that's like within a certain time frame, whether it's mm. against certain teams, mm. like maybe they have it divisional teams, like maybe that's the way you do it. I mm. think a better way to do it, honestly, is this is kind of going, this is going off tangent of, uh, you know, all star games or anything, but I think they should just have like an in season trophy mm. or in season belt. So this is the, um, this is what it's done in, in New Zealand rugby. I'll give context to. So this is New Zealand provincial rugby. So like Canterbury, uh, Otago, you know, so it's not like super rugby where they play against Australian South African teams and teams from Argentina, but it's called, uh, I can't remember. It's like the shield that they defend. And so yeah. you have a shield like this, this trophy or this thing that you defend, but you only defend it when you're at home. 
So you could lose to a team on the road, but you wouldn't lose that belt or that, that shield, right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that was a really, like, that was a really something that was steeped in tradition that people genuinely cared about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, again, like, what sort of incentive do you give to the team? Like, mm. maybe if you hold the this belt or this symbol, let's say, and you win, yeah. then you get, like a, like, a monetary bonus. That, uh, you know, instead of getting, if you got like 500000 like let's say $50,000 for the game, you get an extra 50% on top of that. That yeah. would be an interesting incentive. That's a real in-season tournament that you could do, mm-hmm. which is, it's not specifically a tournament, but one team has like, we are the, I don't want to say regular season champions because it sounds lame, but like we have this belt and you defend <laughs> yeah. it on your home court. Yeah. And if you lose on your home court, then the team that beats you gets it, and they defend it on whenever they're at home. If they lose when they're on the road, it doesn't matter. But when they're at home, they defend it. And that might bring a little bit of extra ele- uh, competitive elements, especially if there's some sort of monetary stipulation to it, tangent uh, from the All-Star game. But going, trying to tie it back to the All-Star game, I, I I don't know what kind of events that you could really put on other than like a one-versus-one or a three-versus-three I'm trying to th- not even like pick up basketball would really work. I don't know. Like it's, it's kind of in a stuck spot. Like maybe you implement more of the NBA 2K league. Um, mm. I know that they start in beginning of January, but maybe you have an event surrounding that where you can promote yeah. the NBA 2K league. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what the NFL should do for the pro Bowl uh-huh. is have, I, I don't know exactly what their schedule is for Madden, uh, but they should really have their championship season during the Pro Bowl and have that hyped up as a side event to the to the uh, to the Pro Bowl itself as having a Madden championship. But mm. maybe that's an opportunity for the 2K League to get more involved. Maybe yeah. you have players just play, like All Stars playing 2K if they mm. play it, mm. and that might be an extra incentive. But okay. I can't. Nothing really comes off to the top of my head that would actually have meaningful substance. All right. Yeah, I was just seeing if there was anything in the NFL that the NBA could possibly pick up. Um, they already have a skills challenge in the NBA, but yeah, but but I mean, the what skills challenge. The, but even the skills challenge the NBA has been lacking. You know. Yeah. So, um, they always try to reinvent the wheel for that one. I think the most memorable one that I could come to mind was the year where Chris Paul, Steve Nash, Dwayne Wade, and Jason Kidd was running that I think that was like 08 or something like that was a great year for for that and then I think D Rose and Darren Williams uh Russell Westbrook was a year after with someone else as well like those are good years and then you know when they got cat cat was a cat and boogie I think was one one of the years as, as well so that was an interesting year as well when they incorporated bigs in there so mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean it just they change they keep reinventing the wheel but the thing is like the qb challenge for nfl it seems to never change and always is of good attendance like people like it so um that's why i kind of wondered figured to see if you had any idea or anything but hey y'all as you heard sadly i do not have sponsors but I do have very amazingly talented friends and apps that I like to share and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand drawn and hand painted logo that you've seen. Go check my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. 
That's A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. And now for a banger of an intro and outro, check out my musically talented mastermind friend, Dylan, at his IG account at by Dylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N. For all of your music production and beats, two apps y'all need to try out, Canva, where I have created some of my social media content and promo from, and GroovePad, for the sick West Coast transitions you heard before this plug and right before we get back to the program. Now, go check them out, and we'll be right back. All right, that's it for the questions. Now let's let's head into the draft now. So this draft format, well, I was, uh, before we hop on topic here, this draft format, what's going to happen is we're going to go on a snake draft. Uh, first, we're going to go random number generator, of course, determine who gets to go first or second. Um, snake draft, how it's going to go. Um, we're not going to go in order of positions. We're going to go in order of what slots you need for, like what players you need to fulfill your team. Um, so you can start with a tight end. You can start with a running back. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but then it's going to go in snake draft. So if, let's just say, if Cullum goes first and I go second, Cullum gets the first round, he gets first pick, and I get the second and third, and he gets fourth and fifth, and so forth, um, until we reach the final pick here. Um, with that being said, there are it's there's 30 seconds on the clock for each round, so we're going to make the speedy. Um, you can justify if you want. You don't have to justify why you chose them. You can just plop them on your team. That's fine. Um, for me, of course, you know, I don't watch football a lot, so there won't be a lot of commentary on my side in terms of, oh, this person has this many touchdowns this season, or uh, this person's offense wouldn't mesh really well with this person's offense because they run slots and wide and wide slots and shit like that and slants and shit. Like, I, I don't even know those game, those plays. So, um, but with that being said, the slots that we will um, be filling in here for our roster is, um, there's there's nine slots total, so nine rounds total. So we have one quarterback, uh, two wide receiver, two running backs, one tight end, one flex, which is which could be any any position from wide receiver, running back, or tight end, um, a defense, so a team defense, and then uh, the coach. Um, so let's go into a random number generator here. Uh, right now it's still saying number seven. Uh, what is your number choice column? I'll stick with 15. Okay. I'm going to stick with number one. We're spinning three, two. Yes. So it's on number five. <laughs> so I got to go All first right. again. Um, if you don't, uh, do you have your phone? You want to tie me? So at least this is fair. Uh, I mean, sure. Like, like how many seconds do you want here? Uh, we're doing 30 seconds total. Oh, okay. Round. Yeah, for each round. Okay. Uh, let me just, yeah, uh, timer, stopwatch. And okay. this is, yeah, whatever this is, this is, this is based on this year's performance and we're not doing like, let's just sneak them in because it's a, it's a legendary thing. It's like, we're not putting Dirk Nowitzki and, you know, like guys into the last year, you know what I mean? Of their career. So, um, all right. So you can start me whenever. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. 
All right, so the uh, the 2023 team of the year starts draft starts now. Um, I'm gonna pick my first position here. I think this is probably the tightest position to get um, because it's a really big drop off after this guy. Um, yeah, ten seconds. Go, I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I was gonna choose another player, but I'm gonna switch Patrick Mahomes because you look at his record. Six since he started his career, six Super Bowl appearances, and I'm not. I'm, I know I'm not saying career wise, but this year, holy shit, Juju, that's all he has. Like, and Kelsey, like, and they still make it to the like to Super Bowl. That's crazy. So, um, go ahead, Colin. What's your right. second and your third pick here? All right, oh. uh, quick quick round. So I'm gonna choose Kelsey first because tight end, like I think you were alluding to, it's Kelsey and pretty uh, much everyone else. So I'm gonna pick. Uh, Kelsey, okay. and then next pick, I'm gonna go. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Christian McCaffrey as my next one. Hmm. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, I kind of fucked up. I didn't see Kelsey on my list, so um, I thought with the way that you were you were uh, talking about Mahomes, I, I was like, you're you're gonna pick. I thought you were gonna pick Kelsey for a second. I know I should have I should have picked them because the drop off is bigger in the tight end. Yes, yeah. I do agree. Okay, okay ready? Um, three. Uh, just two, give me one second. I'm just four. typing. Wait, give me one second. I'm just typing out your teams here. You're gonna just having more uh, time to think. No, I'm not. I'm just typing out. Shut up. <laughs> uh, where, who who did you choose as your second player again? Uh, I chose Kelsey and McCaffrey. Oh fuck. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, you me. ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Uh, so my next player here, um, I am gonna pick the best wide receiver in the game, Justin Jefferson. Even if I lost Kelsey, I still have the best receiver in the game, arguably speaking. And then, um, to pair it off, because you already took Kittle and you can't, uh, sorry, Kelsey. Um, I mean, you could go with a flex next, but I'm gonna pick. Uh, running back here, I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. Even though he's injured, that guy is still a cowbell. He's still a cowbell. All right, you just snuck in there. Okay, just let me know when I'm good to go. Yeah. Okay, you are... You go. All right, so I'm going to pick a wide receiver here. I'm going to pick Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even with it depends on if two is back, but yeah, he's, he was still like one of the best wide receivers, even, even without Mahomes. And then I'm going to round off with the best running back this year, Josh Jacobs from the from the Raiders. Good pick, good pick, good pick. Okay. All right, you're, oh, sorry, one second. Uh, let me pull up my clock here. Clock, not the other one. Uh, you ready to... Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know uh, if the audio picked it up something different. I don't want to get you yeah. banned from Spotify. Okay, ready? Oh, Three, good. two, one, go. All right. Um, I'm going to make a wild play here. I'm going to pick up Jamar Chase. Okay. And then I'm going to pick up... Ten seconds left. 
I'm gonna pick up my uh my flex. I'm gonna pick up uh Stefan Diggs. Okay, nice. Yeah. Diggs is a good pick. Yep, 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 yep. And the Chase one is Chase pick is good too. Okay. I like that. Whenever you're ready. Are you uh, yeah. Okay. Um I'm gonna go with Devontae Adams. Ooh, the second one receiver. Good pick. And then as my flex, I'm gonna go Nick Chubb. Ooh, stole that one off me. Okay, I I I was I was hoping he would be there by the time I came back, but uh, okay. So uh, that leaves us. That leaves me with three more picks, and you with I guess two more. Is it no? Uh, I have. No, it leaves me with four more picks, and you with three more picks. Yeah, because they're yeah, still the okay. coach, right? Yeah. Okay. So you can start me. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. When healthy, this guy was a was the best running back. Uh, I'm gonna go with Eckler. Nice. And then, because you already chose a flex, that means I don't have to worry about the tight end position anymore. Um, I can wait on that. I'm gonna pick up the Dallas Cowboys defense. Nice. Okay. Good call. Good call. Mm-hmm. All right, now you have back-to-back picks, so whenever you're ready. All right, I'm, I already know who I'm going to pick here. So defense, I'm picking the Eagles. They're the best defense by far this season, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in the, the past defense. I, I guess they're ranked second overall, but they're, they still have, like, an impressive defense. And then I'm going to pick my coach here. I'm going to go with Nick Ooh. Sirianni of the, uh, of the Eagles as well. Good pick, good pick, good pick, good pick. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'll start you whenever you're ready. Yep, Are you ready? You can start me. Three, yep. two, one, go. Uh, I'm gonna go with shit. This is tough for my coach. I could go the easy route and chose Andy Reid, but instead I'm gonna choose a coach that uh, had nothing in his twelve seconds. In- in his repertoire, but he still kept the over 500 record. I'm going with Mike Tomlin. Okay, um, five seconds. And then for my tight end, I'm going to choose Kittle. All right. Tomlin's a good pick. I was going to – my other picks are going to be Reed or even uh, Dable from the Giants. I, I had Dable, too. Really well. I had Dable as well. I had Dable as well. So I'm last, right? So I get, I get to pick my quarterback now? Yep. I guess the last yep. one. That's an easy one. You have two outstanding quarterbacks, three outstanding quarterbacks you could choose from. Tom Brady. No. Uh, <laughs> terrific Tom. Uh, actually, it's tough because I, I had Hertz, Allen, or Burrow here because I figured Mahomes yeah. was going to go early. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Uh, he really impressed me, uh, mm-hmm. not just in the run game, but in, in the passing too. He, he put up a bit of a dud in the last game, but I feel, still think he Takes all the boxes, so I'm going to go with Hurts. Okay, cool. All right, so I'm going to recap um, Cullum's team first, and now and I'll go through my team. So Cullum, uh, he he went with tight end first with Kelsey, and then went with running back uh, Christian McCaffrey. Then he went Tyreek Hill, uh, and then running back uh, Josh Jacobs. Same team, his teammate Devontae Adams and Nick Chubb. That's a great that's a great six, by the way. Um, and then Philly's defense, which is crazy too. Sirianni, very surprising pick, but very surprising coach this year as well. And then, uh, Jalen Hurts, that, that, that trio from Philly, 
You know, that trio from yeah, Philly. Yeah, the Philly trio. Yeah, the Philly cheesesteak trio. Um, <laughs> and then for my team here, I start off with Mahomes. I don't think that was a, the greatest pick. I think I should have went with Kelsey first. Um, because, yeah, the drop-off from that, yeah, Mahomes is crazy, but at the same time, I think there's a bigger drop-off from well, Kelsey. Well, Diddle's like, still really good. Let's let's not get it twisted, yeah. but in terms of just, like, yeah. overall production, Kelsey was, like, far ahead of any tight end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he, he's arguably, he could be arguably be the second best receiver in the game, right? Far yeah. position, so. Definitely um, one then of I chose, teams. yeah, exactly. And then I chose Justin Jefferson from uh, Vikings. And then Derek Henry, even though he's, he was quite injured this year, he still did his job. Um, that's why I kept him on here. Uh, Jamar Chase, incredible season, of course. Um, Stefan Diggs, I mean, uh, very reliable player. Then I had Eckler, who was on my team, so that's a bit biased, but he was really good for me this year. Um, and then Dallas's defense, also on my fantasy league. Uh, this he would, they were very good this year. Yeah, I kind of missed out on Philly, but whatever. And then Mike Tomlin, um, I mean, I've seen a stat where they said he's never had a losing record. and Never had a losing started. record. And this is crazy because his team is shit. <laughs> and they're all injured this year. So, I mean, and he's still, he still went 9-8. and eight. So, I mean, that, that's, that's credit to him. I, uh, again, like you said, Dable was on there. I had Sirianni on my list as, too, uh, on my list as well. I could have picked any read, but I think it's more predicated to uh, Mahomes's, you know, his, him, Mahomes, that they could do what they can do, right? Um, and I had George Kittle as my last because, you know, you, you, you pick up your flex, so I wasn't that worried of my tight end. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up our, uh, NFL pod here. Let's, uh, recap our lists and then, um, wrap things up with this podcast. So, um, the top five players and teams most pressured to win a Super Bowl. Cullum, can you please recap your list for us one last time, please? Yeah. So. Dishonorable mention to the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson. Honorable mentions to Aaron Rodgers, wherever the hell he goes, the Chargers and the Vikings. And then for my actual list, I had, I'm going to get the order wrong again, but I had Russell Wilson at five, I believe, the 49ers at four, the Titans at three, the Cowboys at two, and Josh Allen and the Bills at one. Yeah, the, the, the order was a bit mixed up. Yeah, but that's okay. Oh, what, because mine has, what did I mess up? What did I mess up? Uh, I think you had Titans at three. I, I said Titans at three. Did you say Titans at three? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay. I had 49ers uh, yeah. at four, and I had the Broncos slash Russell Wilson at five. Yeah, no, you had the you had the order right. Yeah. You okay. Had the order right. Yeah. Don't scare uh, me like that, Tony. <laughs> uh, my honorable mentions here: Philly, uh, if they win, of course. Um, four Niners, uh, the, both LA teams, and then uh, my my list here, no particular order: the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Lamar Jackson, the Buffalo Bills, and then, of course, Russell Wilson um, up there as well. So thank you for your time today, Cullum. Uh, but before we let you go uh, away from this episode, and then we'll also go record the next one, but is there anything you want to plug? I know I know you have nothing but cat pictures and girlfriend pictures and shit like that, but is there anything you'd like to plug in here? If, if, there's a, if there happens to be a hiring manager out there, check out my LinkedIn. Reach out to me through LinkedIn. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll plug for now. There you go. There you go. Please hire this man. <laughs> the pa- the pessimistic on his outlook on sports is very predicated on his pessimistic outlook on life. So that's where it's rooted from. So if you can please pessimistic hire him. Is, so Saying I'm pessimistic is optimistic. 
<laughs> He's in near depression right now, so please, please hire Near is also man. optimistic. <laughs> this is just self-deprecating as fuck. I'm smiling through the pain. Can you just, just please... Just like All Might says. Can you please just hire him so the Boston Celtics could win the championship this year, please? Please. 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 Okay. Uh, thank you so much again for your time today, Colm, even though you have all thank the time in the me. world. Um, for myself here, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast at home, uh, you could hit us up our, our IG account, BB Shop Quintet Podcast, or email us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast at gmail.com. Please give us a follow on, um, you know, all the streaming platforms, five star review as well, and subscribe. And then let us be your top five of the day. Cheers. <laughs>